0: Okay, so I'm joined by somebody a little bit different to normal, quote-unquote, normal podcast guest today, and I cannot tell you how excited I am to have her. Today I'm joined by the lovely Alex Williams, who is an online non-diet PCOS nutritionist. I genuinely thought I was going to stumble on that. (laughs) We got through it. We got through it, Alex. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. It's so lovely to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I think I'm just, literally before we hit record, I kind of went, I'm so dumb when it comes to this. I'm (laughs) so naive to everything that you know. So this is going to be an eye-opener, I think. Definitely. I'm looking forward to it. So before we jump in and find out a little bit more about your business and how you help people and all that kind of stuff, with every guest that I have on the podcast, I like to challenge them to introduce themselves as a person rather than as the business that they run because we all have a really bad habit of doing that because we all spend so much bloody time at our computers. (laughs) Um, And so to add a little bit of spice, uh, I challenge you to do it in 30 seconds or less. And if you go over the 30 seconds, all that I ask is that you make a very small donation to the charity Mind. Absolutely. Do you think you can do it, Alex?
1: I think so, I think so,
0: but you've not practiced right?
1: No, I haven't practiced and kind of <laughs> think now. What can I tell you about me that isn't? I just sit here
0: and work <laughs> all day <laughs> Cool, right. Let's do it. I've got my stopwatch. I'll count you in. Let's do ready it. three, two, one go so I am Alex. I'm originally from Chester in the
1: northwest of England, but I now live in Clapham in London with my partner, Tom, we're getting married next year, which is very exciting. And my two new little kittens, Tito and Pickle, who are just the sweetest little things. And what I like to do is spinning is my primary hobby, as you can see from the spin bike in the background, (laughs) and reading and playing any sort of video game, but especially Sims, Animal Crossing, anything like that. And yeah, that's all kind of about me. Oh my god, you did it in under 29 seconds! Amazing. I was one, I it's
0: so hard to tell how long you've been speaking for. One absolute pro, you nailed that. <laughs> I don't think I don't know how people do it. I'm just the least concise person on the planet. I feel like I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> But you've got two new little kittens. What yes. made you get kittens? Well, we have been living in
1: this flat, which is a bit bigger than our old one that we had in the start of the pandemic, which is a bit of a nightmare, to be honest, Um, in February. And the whole time I've been thinking, I just am desperate to have some pets here. I have a lot of pets at my family home and I miss the like companionship, the company. And now that I work from home full time and my partner also works from home four to five days of the week, we thought this is a great time and we thought we'd get two because then they can play together and yeah they definitely do they chase each other around non-stop all day and it's just been like the nicest thing ever I'm obsessed with them
0: oh how old
1: are they they've just turned three months so they're oh still very God. little <laughs> they're still chewing and they're growing things. so quick oh my gosh Yeah, are cabled anything they can get their hand <laughs> on they're chewing we've got an electric drum kit they're mainly sat on that kind of like scrambling all over it's a perfect climbing frame or they're sat in front of my monitor kind of getting right in the way so they're always causing some sort of trouble somewhere <laughs> you'll probably hear them on this
0: podcast to be honest <laughs> you just see a little kitten head in the background mm-hmm. hello um amazing so we know a little bit more about you congratulations on almost getting married of yes. course as well amazing <laughs> um So we know a little bit more about you. Tell us what you do for a business. Because as I mentioned, I'm uh, genuinely, I didn't even know what PCOS was until like last year. Yeah,
1: Yeah, of course. So um, I am a registered associate nutritionist. So I went to uni, I did a degree in biology, and then I did a master's in nutrition And I now work one-on-one with people to help them manage their PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome. It is a women's, I'm just kind of saying women's in inverted commas, people with ovaries, a condition, and um, it impacts one in 10 people in the UK. So it really is a condition that affects loads and loads of people. And like you said, there's not loads of awareness around it. It's really underfunded, under-researched. And yeah, I just really like helping people who have kind of only been told to lose weight or to go on the pill. I like to give them realistic, evidence based advice that they don't get from the NHS, to be honest. Um, The NHS is doing an amazing job, but unfortunately, they don't have enough time to go into, you know, have an hour, an hour and a half consultation with someone. So that's kind of where I step in. Um, And then the other kind of half of my business, I suppose, is called WIT, which is weight inclusive training. And it is a I guess, an education platform for other nutritionists, dietitians, nutrition students who are interested in providing weight inclusive care. So that just means not focusing on the, you know, on the scales. It means treating clients as human beings and not just looking at their BMI. And it's all about compassionate, inclusive care while also kind of turning a profit in business because we need more weight inclusive practitioners. We want everyone to be doing really well. So there's a nice balance of kind of business resources and then education resources as well. But it's also a great place for community and connection.
0: That literally sounds amazing because I can't tell you the amount of stories you hear when somebody kind of says, oh, I've been to the doctors and they've just told me I'm fat yeah. or like my BMI is too high and I just need to lose weight when mm-hmm. I think, you know, you know yourself, don't you? And you know your own body and you yes. know when something's significantly wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and if yeah, the and solution was just to lose weight, then...
1: Exactly. It'd be easy. And the thing is with PCOS, you know, people of all shapes and sizes have it. So if it was that simple, then only people in fat bodies would have PCOS, for example. So it's just kind of taking away that parameter and focusing on genuine changes that we can make. It's also, you know, weight isn't a behavior. It is an outcome. So if we focus on the behaviors, things like increasing fruit and vegetable and take really simple stuff, you know, moving our bodies more and things like that, focusing on that away from weight loss is just going to create a more holistic, realistic and sustainable approach to health.
0: Yeah, and that's so important, especially Mm -hmm. nowadays, you know, it's not, it's not something that's easily talked about, but I'm so glad I've come across you that is starting that conversation, to be fair. Mm -hmm. And so how long have you, you know, what made you kind of get into it? And how long have you been doing it?
1: Yes, yeah, so I've only been a nutritionist for just over a year. You, when you finish uni as um, doing either like an undergrad or a postgrad, you then get a bit registered um, with one of our like professional bodies. And that happened in October of last year. So it's been just over a year. And um, since then, I've been kind of working with people to help them with disordered eating behaviors. So kind of getting away from dieting, working on, you know, genuine health, rather than just looking at the scale. So I've kind of always been doing that for the whole year. But then in June of this year, I found myself naturally gravitating towards clients with PCOS, people were coming to me with PCOS and it just kind of happened and I, you know, I, it's such a complex condition. It's like, it's a so it's a collection of symptoms. So it's really, it's not cut and dry. Everyone looks really different who has PCOS. All their symptoms are so different that I thought, okay, if I'm going to do this and it's an area I enjoyed working in, I thought I'm just going to focus on this one thing and I'm going to do it really well. And that has been such a game changer for me personally, in terms of having like a really, you know, like a, a purpose, I suppose, and kind of like a really clear vision but also in terms of my business, because now my content is so clear. It's, you know, I will help you with PCOS. These are the things that are rubbish about going to the doctors with PCOS. And this is where I step in. So it's been kind of transformative in
0: both of those senses. I feel great doing it. And it's been really good for my business. And that's so refreshing to hear, I think, because I think so many people, especially guests that I have on the podcast, you know, the the term niche. Oh, Mm -hmm. it's such a horrible word, isn't it? But it it crops up all of the time, but actually, what you've described there is is niching essentially. there's yeah. a nutritionist, like a is, such, niche yeah. is kind of how I like. I
1: wouldn't like you said the word niche makes me cringe, especially when people do the American <laughs> riches in niche. the niches. Oh, <laughs> no, I hate it. But I I have found a natural niche, and I think that's kind of what we should not should be doing. But you know, that's kind of the natural step is just to find something that you enjoy doing you know, there's a market to help people. So why not lean into it? And it doesn't have to be forever. And you can move and you can change and you can be fluid with it. But, you know, finding that area can be so beneficial in, like I said, in both ways, business and personal.
0: And was there anything that kind of... How do I word this? Was there anything that kind of... You kind of held you back from doing that sooner rather than later, so obviously you've talked about a lot of people were coming to you, mm-hmm. and you you started to kind of question like actually, I do quite enjoy this, yeah, but was there any kind of stopping block there's there's one particular phrase that I'm thinking of that crops up a lot um mm-hmm. imposter syndrome you know was that was that something that you felt that you have kind of had a challenge with or not so much
1: yeah, definitely because. I am so new still to working one on one with clients. Um, a lot of I think quite general business advice and probably quite specific to nutrition as well it's like, you know, work for three years. It's so it's so funny, it's always like three or five years. I don't know why those <laughs> are the like, magic numbers. Work for three to five years, you know, just work one on one, work with a massive variety of people so you can find out what you enjoy. And, you know, also kind of, you know, you shouldn't really be shoehorning yourself into you know, a a smaller demographic of people, I suppose, to work with. And also in nutrition there's a massive kind of I don't know what the word is, like a hierarchy maybe of okay. kind of because you've got dietitians who work primarily in NHS. They work kind of with patients who are kind of acutely ill, um, primarily, this is quite generalized. And then you've got nutritionists who work in a more general sense. So people who aren't, you know, ill at the time, if that makes sense. You know, they're yeah. not, you know, they don't need Um, medication you know prescribing to them they don't need like calories um, being literally counted and then administered via a drip and you know things like that you're kind of working a little bit more generally more lifestyle sort of things and there was definitely that imposter syndrome of thinking who do I think I am you know saying I can help people with PCOS and I just have to remember that it's worked for my clients before it's all evidence-based so I'm doing it from reading the research you know analyzing the literature and then make re- making recommendations from that and kind of remembering that has been so important. But there are days when I think, God, who do I think I am? <laughs> but I think we all have those. And it's just kind of, it's completely normal. But it is, it can be really challenging sometimes just trying to pull yourself out of that comparison and that worry that everyone's going, who does she think she is? Why is she doing this? And um, yeah, it's, it's tricky. I don't know. I don't have an answer to it, I don't think. But I just try and remember why I'm
0: doing what I do. It's so true though. But I think so many of us can relate. Like I think there's so much of it, especially when you're just starting out, It, regardless of your business, you mm-hmm. are always gonna sit there and go, who the, heck, who the hell am I to tell yeah. this other person? Like, what do I actually know? But I think you actually just raised a really valid point. And especially in your industry, like everything that you do and advise is evidence-based. Yeah. And all you're doing by working with another client is using the evidence from the last one to say actually I do know what I'm fucking talking about because yeah. it worked. Exactly. And that's
1: what I call evidence based because I think people take evidence based in the nutrition space just to mean that you've read loads of papers and you've done yeah. research. But for me evidence based is that plus lived experience and yeah. what happens in real life because we're not in a lab, we're not in a test tube, you know, we're kind of real people who have real life experiences. And that's what I try and implement is kind of using my real clients experiences, but along with the literature and kind of combining it into this kind of holistic way of working.
0: Yeah, because I think in from the outside, as I said, I've prefaced this that I know (laughs) fuck all about what Alex does. (laughs) from the outside, it's almost like if you think about a diet, if you think about a doctor telling you you need to lose weight, Mm -hmm. they just don't take into account. The fact that, you know, maybe you do sit at a desk for work. Maybe you like your actual lifestyle, your real life lifestyle. And actually this came up in conversation. Um, a friend recently went to an osteopath. Mm-hmm. And I just I remember having this, I had this kind of flashback of the first time I went to an osteopath and I had such a bad back. And the osteopath told me that I had to get up every, I think it was every 20 minutes or every half an hour and do the cat cow prose. Yeah. And I was like, realistically. <laughs> Can we think about that? Because I work in an office. So what, I'm just going to flip my yoga mat out. I'd love to see it. (laughs) And you know when you just kind of
1: think like, what world are you living in? I think that's the thing isn't it it's, and with our, with the doctors or healthcare professionals in general we see they don't take that time to get to know you as a person and it's all yeah. very generalized advice and
0: I guess like I they s- don't
1: have the time do they They don't have the time and like that's exactly what I was about to say you know they don't have the time the resources to get to know you and that's why the advice is so general and that's why and I you know I don't have an answer to that necessarily I wish everyone could afford to go and see a dietitian or a nutritionist yeah. um and obviously that's not the case, but it's just, yeah, it's just a really, really tricky one when you leave the, you know, the doctor's office, wherever you've been, you might be lucky enough to get a pamphlet, but even probably not, (laughs) most don't even have those, so you just kind of get told, oh, you've got PCOS, Mm, try losing weight, or do you want to get pregnant, oh, not yet, okay, well then, we don't, can't do anything for you, go on the pill, you know, it's that sort of, it's just very general, very broad, doesn't take into account people's personal experiences, and doesn't it just lacks compassion, I think lacks yeah. empathy, lacks understanding, and that's what I'm trying to bring to my one to one clients and then also through my membership, kind of helping other professionals do the same,
0: yeah, so let's kind of flip the switch and go on to the What made you start a membership like if you're I'm trying to think of like putting myself in your position mm-hmm. less than a year into business, potentially suffering with I say suffering with very loosely imposter yeah. syndrome mm-hmm. what then gives you the kind of boost what kicked you into kind of going actually i can help other people just like me
1: yeah so i think the reason i did so i started in april and i think the reason that i did it was because I'd been paying so basically, as a nutritionist or a dietitian, you have to do a certain amount of hours of education a year. So you have to pay for courses, webinars. You have to like read papers and record what you've learned and all of this stuff. So you have to do this work, and a lot of the courses that I was seeing, they sounded incredible, or they were incredible because I'd done them myself. The cost was just extortionate, and I get, and I get it. You know, I understand why courses are expensive. But my kind of thoughts around it was I wanted to provide an affordable way to get more weight inclusive training. because a lot of the free training that's out there is very weight centric. So it's just relevant to me and the people who I'd, you know, met on Instagram, other nutritionists who are like me, you know, we were talking about how we just, you know, we were always trying to message each other like, Oh, have you seen this? It's free. And it actually might not be, you know, too diety like give it a go sort of thing. So I thought, well, surely if I pull together some speakers that I think would be really interesting to hear from, you know, we all kind of like band in and pay, you know, like 30 quid a month, surely we can get this to work. So it was kind of just literally from something like that. And also kind of working in the non-diet, weight-inclusive space, I really wanted to make sure that I was getting a variety of voices in. So different people of, you know, different shapes and sizes, you know, different race, different, you know, religious background like literally every single background I thought let's create this collection of people who have a really interesting you know thing to say and let's bring them in as the experts so we're not all just learning from the same people all the time um and yeah it's just kind of grown from there and you know I put the feelers out there to people I knew like I said and people were interested in it so I thought let's just give it a go and I've learned so much in the what six months I guess I've been doing it six seven months um but yeah it's a really amazing community now and it's somewhere where you can go for advice and you can have chats we have like coffee calls and it's just a really lovely kind of space to be in and yeah it's just a really exciting kind of time and i'm hoping to kind of grow it and develop it over the
0: next year or so that sounds it sounds incredible like i want to join it and i'm not a nutritionist <laughs> so you just sold it to me. So if there's any nutritionists <laughs> listening, then um... <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice that you've kind of, I, you, I, you can get a sense that you just want inclusivity. Exactly, that's kind of the main thing. And
1: you know, I'm speaking as a privileged white woman who is, you know, has a background, you know, in, you know, is educated, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I realize my privilege, but that's why I'm trying to bring in people who are different to me and can provide different perspectives and give people a platform to have these conversations. And yeah, it's just been something that I'm really um, passionate about and kind of excited, looking forward to our, the speakers that we have next year. Um, boop, boop. Yes, and Laura is coming to. Speak. <laughs> with us all about emails which I'm really excited about all about email copy um so yeah it's just all about creating you know co- interesting conversations and not being afraid to ask those stupid questions I guess or you know those questions that we go or cringe at and we think oh can I say that you know it's, this is the space to do it in and I think that's what my members really really like about it is that it really is just somewhere that you can come and be yourself and figure it out all together as we go along
0: yeah and I think that's so important because like we've kind of touched on, everyone's lifestyle is so different and everyone's experiences are so so different. And it's not, you know, I'm thinking much more worldwide in terms of, you know, people in third world countries probably still suffer from PCOS, but mm-hmm. y- you're not going to relate to them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So exactly. like, um, and so in terms of, in terms of the business side of things, mm-hmm. what would you say let's kind of go one to three main kind of key challenges that you have faced or things that you've like, cause you're still, you know, the amount of people that I'm talking to recently that are still in their kind of their first year, the first 18 months of business, and they're doing incredible that you, you are on that list, but <laughs> you must learn so, so quickly. So what would you say are kind of the one to three biggest challenges that you've faced?
1: Yeah I think for me the thing is I was coming you know I started a business and I didn't really know what that meant was the first thing (laughs) you know I thought I'll make a website you know jump on Squarespace I'll play around with all the fun templates and someone people will find me and people will book in and people will be desperate for my services. I genuinely thought I had no idea that you had to market yourself or you had to you know, try to get clients, I thought they'd just appear. So that was the first thing kind of realizing, okay, I need a bit of a strategy, I need to do a bit of learning, I can't just come out of, you know, two science degrees, and then just think that I can run a business successfully. And I'm still learning that, you know, I don't think, but I kind of don't think you ever stop with business. I think you're always no. learning and kind of yeah. changing and progressing. <laughs> Definitely. But um, that was the first thing kind of being like, oh, okay, I actually need to do a bit of learning around this. I can't just jump in straight for, um, head first and think I'm going to have a full clinic. So that was the first thing. Um, and then I think kind of secondly would be that you can kind of change your mind and that things that you think are going to work might not work and kind of just trying to roll with it a bit more rather than beating yourself up about it which is which is really challenging and I still I I find that hard to do to be honest you know like if you create a package and it just doesn't sell very well or you send an email and you think oh god I'm gonna get so many responses and people booking and it just doesn't you know it tanks you just think why am I doing this but it's just kind of rolling with it and learning from those um I'm not even gonna say mistakes I don't think they're a mistake but just learning from that and moving forward applying it you know to future Thing, you know things that you bring out or things that you you create but also kind of just thinking sometimes you know sometimes it's not me and it's just you know that's just it just hasn't gone down that well this week and that's why I'll try again next week um so I guess remembering that and then I think the last thing would be something that's been really challenging for me with a membership I think in particular is the uncertainty of it and I to be honest it's the same I suppose with one-to-ones and kind of with any other business stuff you're giving out you know you can try especially when you're so new, early on it's so hard to predict what's coming or what you know if members are going to stay in if people are going to drop out at certain times of the year because money gets tight or you know for example I was just saying um before we started recording that December's a pretty quiet month coming up for me because it's December and people don't want to start thinking about their health and they're busy and they're paying for other things they're paying for Christmas uh,
0: yeah December is fattening month right like it's yeah. just eat everything in sight drink exactly. everything people don't think about it, and that is absolutely
1: fine with me you know I know January is going to be really busy but it's just kind of remembering that there's going to be ebbs and flows in business but it can be really difficult and if you kind of haven't got strategies in place I guess to kind of keep income coming in then it can get really tight and a bit tricky
0: yeah um i'm so glad you said that uh i think more often than not more of my conversations are starting to become around the fact that a lot of people started a business during covid and so that's the only thing they've got to compare it to which of course as we come out of it well if we're coming out of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's not talk about bojo right now um uh they've they're kind of like well I don't really understand because last year it was great and I'm like yeah but last year everybody was at home so you can't you can't compare it there is exactly it was so odd that now it's kind of like oh maybe maybe I'm failing at this and you're not it's just it's normal like ebbs and flows are normal mm-hmm. um I'm kind of scared that you said that about membership because I'm just about to launch a membership no you'll be
1: absolutely <laughs> fine. it will be amazing you're <laughs> when I started mine I had no business like acumen at all I was literally had no clue what I was doing I didn't get it at all and now I feel like I've learned so much we can chat about this we can have some (laughs)
0: membership (laughs) I need to get some tips and some uh some help and so in terms of obviously kind of if i if we were to put you in a bracket which yeah. i don't like doing at all but you are obviously a service based business you yeah. provide a service it's not a product um what would you say have been your biggest how do i phrase this i've lost i'm lost words today which is not great when you're <laughs> recording a podcast what would you say are kind of the top things the top uh ways to market yourself that you've found that brought in clients that you know how have you driven awareness of your business and your mm-hmm. your services
1: I really think it's all about being as multifaceted as possible so kind of you know Instagram's a really great one for me kind of especially with reels coming like they've just they have really helped you want to kind of with my reach which has been amazing but I think it's just all about getting people in your little world and in your bubble and having those conversations so for example you know I've got like a five-step guide to managing PCOS without restriction like a freebie which you know I put in put everywhere pretty much and get trying to get people on my email list which is email is one of my favorite ways to market because I think you can have real conversations <laughs> <laughs> about that. Um, I feel like when I get people on my list I can actually have real connections and that's I think where most of my clients come from because I send you know two, two emails a week one with all like resources and things that people you know like want to have a look at education blog posts stuff like that and then the last one on a Friday is just kind of me having a chat and saying, oh, this is how my week's been. This is what I've learned in clinic this week. This is what's come up, you know, with a few clients. You might be feeling the same. And it's just those sort of connections are what I really like about email. Um, I'm trying to think what else I do. And then I'm, I'm trying to work on my SEO because actually people do find me from my website, which is surprising because I had no strategy with SEO before. Um, but I'm working with Leanne. And she has been really helping me. There's She's, I
0: don't think there's one episode where
1: that girl doesn't get a mention. Yeah. Me. <laughs> she has been amazing helping me out with SEO, and I've got so much to do though. She gave me like the biggest list of stuff to do. And I was like, mm, <laughs> this might be a job I delegate. <laughs> um so, so yeah, I think it's just all about being, you know, kind of it's hard though, but you don't want to be, you don't want to spread yourself too thin, but it's all about just having, you know, like decent strategies across kind of all. know areas website I like I actually really like Facebook for finding new clients which is kind of I don't think people use as much but I'm in a lot of like PCOS and um, endometriosis groups on Facebook and like I you know just offer genuine advice when people say you know ask questions and then you know there's no pushy selling or you know DMs or anything like that it's just I give my advice and then people you know might click my profile and like find out more about me but that's been a nice way just and I I enjoy doing that and I feel like you know it's just just a nice thing to do and then if it you know results in someone joining my email and that's that's nice
0: <laughs> yeah but that's such a really valid point because I think there's so many uh, as a marketer like everybody could sit and beat uh, and bash out the same message of just saying like it's always that oh cringe value give value yeah thing. Uh, um <laughs> but essentially that's what you're doing you're going to help people because you enjoy doing it so exactly. when you kind of say that to somebody and they kind of go well I haven't got time to sit in Facebook groups and answer their questions for free like that kind you of <laughs> it, it kind that's of pushes <laughs> 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 kind of but it, it kind of widens that gap between you can see who like I can see it on your face when you're talking about it that you genuinely want to help people and that you genuinely care about it I think that's the thing because like I was
1: saying before you know I know not everyone can afford my services and I am trying yeah. to you know diversify my business so I can offer some different prices so people can you know get ebooks and things like that but for the moment I try and give as much free content on like I said on Instagram on my email list on Facebook you know give advice where I can and then because I know that not everyone can work with me. So if I can just give a little bit of, you know, push in the right direction or just, you know, answer someone's question. I think we need to remember, especially with like PCOS and any other kind of health condition, people are just generally really overwhelmed and scared and feel like they've got so much information out there with Google. You know, they can find answers. Oh but they can God, don't be Google it. Yeah, Whatever exactly.
0: You do, don't Google it. You've probably got bowel cancer or something. Exactly. You definitely don't. Yeah.
1: So I just try and bridge that gap and give them honest kind of yep. information that's, you know, evidence-based but also got a touch of client experience and just kind of
0: have But from an educated background as well. Yeah. It's not exactly. like I'm dishing out advice on yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. everybody needs that.
1: And that's the thing and these Facebook groups can be so amazing and the communities can be incredible, but also some people just are there to
0: push yes. the most bizarre things. <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. Um, and so I've got two more questions and then we'll wrap it up. So what's next for your business? Can you give us any kind of insight into what's yes, coming?
1: Of course. So as we're recording this, I'm actually rebranding the business on Monday. So um changing my name to PCOS Collective. It does what it says on the tin. I mean <laughs> uh, community Love and helping people with PCOS um so that side of things is really exciting I'm kind of bringing out a new ebook before the end of the year which I'm really looking forward to sharing it's all about understanding PCOS so it's you know if you have it and you just don't get it it is really complicated so I've tried to break it down and make it as easy as possible to understand and it has you know all information about like um, our menstrual cycles and all those things that we feel like well I guess I kind of know but Do we really do we know our hormones? Do we know all of these things? So I'm trying to kind of break it down in that. And then um, next year I am launching new packages. So ways to work with me to help with fertility, to help with disordered eating, if you know you struggle with restriction um, around food. And then with wit, I'm just you know opening the doors to my membership in January. So hoping to have lots of lovely new members then. And we're just looking forward to a really exciting year of speakers and workshops and events. I'm hoping to do an in-person event in January, but I'm a bit scared now with all the COVID news, (laughs) (laughs) a bit scared to plan, but yeah, I'm really excited. I feel like it's growing in a really sustainable kind of nice way, if that makes sense. And I'm looking forward to going full time in my business in
0: April. That is super exciting. And let me, anybody listening to this, Alex is, I've told her this just before we hit record. She's the most (laughs) organized person on the planet. When I (laughs) offered to do, when she kind of put in the co-working club, anybody want to come and do a workshop for me? And Leanne actually volunteered me, I think. I don't think I'm so bad in this like channel. It's unreal. (laughs) Uh, But when I said, yeah, I'll do it, there was an email in my inbox with here's the google form i need you to fill this out by the 10th of december (laughs) i was like what (laughs) that would be
1: my advice but if you're starting a membership just make sure you have all your systems in place to get all the information from your speaker so you can start marketing early because it can be
0: painful going back and forth on email
1: so now i just put everything in a google form
0: (laughs) and actually it was a really nice pro it sounds really silly but from the other side really nice process because oh I, I i totally feel you in terms of having some kind of system or process that just stops the back and forth like yeah we're, we're all doing a million things a day so if you yeah. can limit how long i need to spend and how much little focus i need to spend on that thing exactly. i'm probably more likely to do it 100 percent am filling out a form so much easier than writing an email i think it's 100 yeah streamlines the whole thing um okay so last question uh i don't ask every guest this but okay. i feel like i should <laughs> because it's really interesting to get different perspectives so million dollar question alex what does success look like to you what would have to happen for you to go i'm successful nailed it mm-hmm that is a really hard
1: question. Um, <laughs> I know and it's great right, because I don't have to answer it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easy for you to ask. Um I think for me it's and I don't know whether this is super cliche but it's probably having the freedom of being able to pick and choose when I work. That is something that just for me feels like It's like gives me a sigh of relief. Like it makes me so excited to think about April and moving forward with my business and kind of thinking I'm going full-time now and I don't have to answer to anyone and I can pick when I want to work. I can, you know, book my clients around times that work for me. And you know, I like working in the morning. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna work with people in the morning, and I can have the afternoons to do what I want. And I really I think that to me is what success looks like. And like, for example, next year I'm taking three weeks off in June for when I get married. So I'm like, I'm just I cannot believe that I'm going to be able to do that. And that's what success looks like to me being able to just do what I want when I want to do it and having the privilege of having the like, finances behind me to be able to do that um, and creating a business model that works for me as well um, and diversifying it as much as possible. So I don't have to necessarily
0: work with clients, you know, 40 hours a week and yeah. burn out. <laughs> we've all been there but how amazing is that like to not have to go through the red tape of submitting a holiday form to have three weeks off like the dream that is the dream I cannot wait (laughs) side note where are you getting married are you getting married in this country yes in the UK yeah but then
1: going away and I just wanted to take off time to do nothing and enjoy it I just want to enjoy
0: it as much as possible Hell yeah, don't blame you. Amazing. Well, it's been such a pleasure uh, chatting to you. I've definitely learned a lot. Um, I'm probably going to buy your ebook just so that I can have an oh. understanding of it because yeah. it's not even, it's one of those things, like you said, like there isn't that much awareness of it, I no. don't think. And I wouldn't even know to go to the doctor of a particular pain to know if I had PCOS. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. kind of, it's one of those things that I think as quote unquote women, mm-hmm we could just do with learning about anyway because we probably given how common it is there's probably somebody that i know that has it exactly and then being able to support them you
1: know by understanding
0: a bit more i think is so important hell yeah so for anybody that's listened to this that has rightly so fallen in love with you would like to work Mm -hmm. with you maybe is suffering from pcos um or is a nutritionist where can they find you follow you and get involved
1: yeah, so um, head to my website, pcoscollective.co.uk. Um, if you are interested in learning more about PCOS or about working with me, and all my links will be there. Um, like I said, I'm going through a rebrand, so I'm not going to say too much because if you just head there, everything will be there. <laughs> and I have loads of different freebies and things you can download and kind of get involved with that. Um, and then if you are a nutritionist or dietitian or student listening, who would be interested in a weight inclusive membership um, to WIT, then head over to weightinclusivetraining.co.uk UK and all the information's there and we're opening the doors in January and I'd really love
0: to see loads of new faces then. Amazing and as always I will pop all of those links I'll make sure Alex Thank sends you. me them so that I don't get them wrong. Yeah. Uh, I pop them in the show notes so that you can get to them as easily as possible. Thank you so much for your time Alex it's honestly been so a much. pleasure. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Speak soon Bye. bye.